0: To Bishop Ann Svengensen, I want to thank you for this opportunity and trust to be your speaker today. I say trust because to be invited to speak before a congregation or an assembly that is not yours is an honor and a level of trust that you are not going to say something outrageous. To be invited once is a privilege. To be asked back a second time is an honor. And since this is my second invitation from Bishop Ann, I am truly honored. And to all of my brothers and sisters of the Minneapolis ELCA and guests and friends, I greet you in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. For the allotted time to me today, I want to speak to you concerning this sermon title, Jesus's Plan. Jesus's plan. Let us pray. Our Father and our eternal God, I thank you for this opportunity that I have today to speak to your people, Lord God. Father, sit down, Stacy. Sit me down, hide me behind the cross, and let them only see the Savior. Allow your saving grace to come through in this word, and we will ever be so grateful. In Jesus' name, we pray all of these things. Amen. Jesus's plan. The Swiss theologian Karl Barth once said that faithful Christians should always do theology and live life with the Bible in one hand and a newspaper in the other. And if Karl Barth were still alive today, he might just change what he has to say, and he would probably say this, do theology and live life with your digital Bibles in one hand the news feeds, and your other social media, all comprised in your smartphone. Karl Barth was basically saying, we have to learn to discern the word through the lens of the Bible so that we can be aware of the troubles of the day, but remain faithful. For many of us, we wake each day to a world that brings change at an astonishing rate. We can scarcely keep up with it. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like I'm a boxer contending in a championship fight. I'm in in round three and I'm already tired and there are nine more rounds to go. The relentless changes of COVID, racial discourse, mass shootings, cyber attacks, food shortages, gasoline shortages, vitriolic politics, wars and rumors of wars, and then our own burdens can make even the most faithful doubt and long for a closer walk with our God to understand the truth about what's going on in this fast changing world. Which brings me to our text today where we find a man named Nicodemus who was dealing with some fast changing times of his own. Now Nicodemus was what we would call a big shot in this religious world of his, of his day. He was a Pharisee and a member of the Sanhedrin. In other words, he was a man with an outstanding reputation that was held in high regards. And, and his reputation came about honestly because he was a man devoted to God and God's laws. He was a leader of the Jews and a teacher. Yet, all of his accolades and understanding of God's word, Nicodemus had some doubts and was searching for answers. He believed that Jesus could give him the answers to. A teacher himself, yet he was willing to come to Jesus to be taught. And that's a principle for us today. It doesn't matter how many degrees we have or how many societies we belong to or if you are a bishop or a member in a pew. We all must be willing to have an open heart and an open mind to allow Jesus to teach us the truth about who God really is. So so Nicodemus had made up in his mind that he had heard enough about Jesus and he wanted to meet him. But one thing stood in the way, his reputation. He couldn't be seen with the man who openly criticized the Pharisees for being hypocrites and challenging their authority. And here's another principle for us. The father of lies is the devil, and he wants to keep us in darkness by telling us that you can't be seen with certain people because it will ruin your reputation or cause you to be thrown out of organizations or cause friends to unfollow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And maybe that was Nicodemus' problem. He didn't want to be thrown out as a Pharisee. Therefore, he came to Jesus under the cloak of night. When he got in front of Jesus, he asked him this, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. And it's right here, right here, that I believe that Nicodemus, although he was telling the truth, was using man's ways to impress the divine. I'm gonna repeat that one more time. Nicodemus was using man's ways to impress the divine with human vanity. But then Jesus turns around and blows his mind with this. He says, very truly, I, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Boom, Nicodemus' mind was totally blown. He was expecting Jesus to reply to his statement with a simple thank you, and instead he replies with the kingdom mentality with a plan for salvation. Nicodemus quickly follows up with Jesus and asks, How can this be? Can a grown man re enter his mother's womb and be born again? Then Jesus drops another mind-blowing bomb on him and basically tells him that no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and spirit. Now, this was mind-blowing to Nicodemus on a couple of levels because he understood the word of God and the kingdom of God. It was earth shatterings to him because Jesus told him that the kingdom of God would come to the whole world and not just to the Jews. And on top of all of that, he wouldn't be part of it unless he was personally reborn. And here's another principle for us. The kingdom of God is personal. It cannot be politicized nor nationalized or drawn against ethnic lines. It is a personal decision that we all must make to follow the teachings of Jesus the Christ. And, and now, this is in the order to gain into the kingdom of God. In other words, we must do these things in order to gain entrance. We must do these things in order to be saved. And we must do these things. We must do these things. We must repent, submit ourselves, and submit to a spiritual rebirth. Now, I don't want to get into all the theological points of water and spirit, but I do want us to know today that you just can't enter the kingdom by living a good life or having great knowledge or even having a great reputation. We must be reborn spiritually. We must also know that the devil is contending for our very souls He is always lurking about seeking whose life he can steal, kill, and destroy. And if you look back over the past 15 months, the evidence of that is greater than ever. But the blessing for us is that Jesus came, that we would have life and have it to the full. We are now in the season of Pentecost. And I don't think that it's a coincidence that it arrives during our time of spring a time when God's creation is awakening from a slumber to a time of rebirth, renewal, and revival. It's a time for us to remember that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. It's a time for us to remember that God's love is not static or self-centered. It reaches out and draws others in. And I believe that if you are listening to this message today, that you were born for a time such as this. You were born to carry a message of love and sacrifice. You were born to make a difference in this world. You were born to let others know that the love and sacrifice of Jesus Christ was made for you. And if he can save us, he can save the world. As we are coming out of the sheltering in and COVID restrictions, let us remember that we are still, I said we are still children of God. And with that inheritance comes a sense of duty to not only live right, but to do right and to be an example to this sin sick world. Let us remember to look at this world through the lens of the Bible and to see those who don't understand that the kingdom agenda is not just for one set of people, but for all of God's people. It's not for political gain, but to gain the whole world. It's not to draw a line between ethnicity and nationality, but to draw all men, women, and children to the Lord our King. Jesus has a plan. Jesus's plan. A plan to save the whole world one convert at a time. A plan that is designed to put our trust and confidence in Jesus and that he and he alone can save us. It is a plan to put Christ in charge of our present plans and our eternal destiny. Believing is both trusting his words and reliable that they are reliable and relying on him for the power to change. Well, I not only believe that Nicodemus found what he came looking for under the cloak of darkness, but I believe that he left glowing and filled with the light of God. The evidence to this lies within John 19, where he accompanies Joseph of Arimathea, another Pharisee and secret disciple who came out of hiding to bury Jesus. They risked their reputations to provide for Jesus's burial, My final questions for you today are this. Are you a secret believer? Do you hide your faith from your friends and your coworkers? If so, today's your day to come out of hiding and believe, proclaim, and act. Today is the appropriate time to step out of hiding and let others know who you are and who you follow. For this is Jesus's plan for you, for me, and for the whole world. Amen.